Here's another one I bet y'all struggle with right here. How many times somebody try to tell you, you judging somebody just because you holding them accountable? Devil try to have us shook out here. We can't go left, we can't go right. If you bring it up, why are you judging me? Then they be at the Golden Gates talking about, where my name? Why you ain't tell me? <laughs> wow, amen. And see, we're living in a world where people don't want to hear the truth. You know, the other day I was listening to a preacher saying, is truth dead? As a believer, we stand up for what is true and what is godly and what is righteous and what is holy. And sometimes... People think that when we speak truth, we're being judgmental, we're being hateful, we're being this, we're being that. But it's obligation. We're commanded in the in the Word of God to preach the the, the, the Word of God. You know, we're uh, you know, and the Word of God does a lot of things. Amen. We know that it, it it encourages. We know that it rebukes. We know that it corrects. It brings uh, encouragement. It brings life. It does so much for the believer. And so as we're speaking it, we're going to offend. Anytime you talk about Jesus, you're going to offend. You know, we live in a world where you can cuss and you can talk crazy all day and talk about girls and smashing girls and doing dope and making hustling, selling dope to kids. But you can't say Jesus because all people get offended. You know, I had a friend one time. She said she's at work and um, everybody's talking just nonsense you know what i'm saying and she tell talk, talking about jesus and all of a sudden she's in the, the boss's office and boss said look it um you was talking about jesus again and people are being offended and she said huh offended you guys are offended because i'm talking about jesus but i can't be offended are you guys talking about sex and drugs and hus and doing all the, the these outrageous things, but you offended because I'm talking about Jesus, and that's the world we live in. That's the world um, where we are we are in. You know, oh, don't judge me, man. Don't judge me. Are you judging me? And when you speak the truth to an unbeliever who is dead to Christ, who is dead in sin, they're gonna take it like that. But don't let that stop you. Check your motives. Check your reasons why you do what you do. Amen. I'm about to share a scripture real quick. So let's get it in. Amen. The scripture of the day is uh, 1 John 4, 6. It says, we are from God. And whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth. And the spirit of falsehood. So, you know, sometimes when we're speaking to unbelievers about the truth or we're speaking of the truth, because sometimes we're being in a situation where people are uh, listening to what we say. And because they're, they're, they're in a certain way of doing things and a certain mindset, they're not, they're not going to receive everything we say because they're deceived, they're, they're blind. But let that not stop us from preaching the gospel, to preaching the truth, to preaching the word of God. We will offend. We will get backbite. 
we will get mocked. Persecution, I don't even know what that really means for us as Americans. I mean, what's what's the worst they could do is talk stupid to us. But amen. So, well, we about to get into this next interview, man. Hope you're blessed by that scripture. And that's 1 John 4, 6. I got my brother coming through. Uh, yo, man, he's got a, a testimony. Uh, I met him. I meet, Every time I see this dude, he's in the streets and in the outreaches, you know, in events, loves the Lord. Uh, we connected uh, uh, maybe a year ago. So I hope you're blessed by this next interview. We're about to get it in. Let's do it. What's good? It's good. It's good. Amen. Hello. What it do, nephew? What's good, my brother? Hey, what's how's it going, man? It's Not going. Much. Hey, man. Welcome to the Ab Podcast, man. I appreciate you uh, asking your phone, man. How's everything hey. this morning? It's going good, man. Just doing some chores, getting some laundry done, you know, spending time with my son. And, um, man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure uh, being on here. You know, it's an honor, man. I appreciate you having me on, you know. It's awesome. Hey, Amen. Cool. No, 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 man. Honor is all. <laughs> well, go ahead. It, it, it's cool what you're doing, man, you know. Uh, just uh, having this podcast, you know, where it can encourage people and build, build other people as well. And just sharing testimonies, man. Uh, hey, about what God's doing. Hey Amen. That's the goal. The goal is to uh, tell stories and give God glory. That's the theme of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell people all the time, man. Everybody's got a story to tell about God's amazing grace, dude. Like we've all come from some pretty jacked up places. You know, uh, common common denominator is we were all lost. We were all hurting. You know, it's more than just the blessings of God because we know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But the things that God has done in our lives after the fact, after he saves us and, and, and the process begins to start in our lives and stuff. So that's the goal, man, is to take your mess. God takes your mess, makes a message. God takes your test, makes a testimony. And so for those out there, man, my brother, Latimer, first of all, you got like this R&B name. Like you, just, <laughs> like you, you used to be like an R&B group or something. Nah, how did man. you get the name? How did you get your first name? What did it, what did it, where was like the root of it? I know your parents, but is there a reason yeah, so, for it? So my mom, um, when she used to, because both of my parents are from Mexico. They're from uh, my dad's from Puebla and my mom's from Oaxaca. Okay, and they're from a pueblo out there. And uh, my mom used to work at a lady's house, and her son's name was Latimer. So that's where she got it from. But um, it was it was Vladimir with a V. Um, and when she had me at the hospital at Kaiser Permanente in, in Anaheim, I believe, um, she, she said, you know, I want to name him Vladimir. And one of the nurses is like, oh no, you don't want to do that. You know, because the nurse, uh, knew that about Vladimir the Impaler. Um, and she pretty much thought that she was cursing me with that name. So my mom's like, you know what, go ahead and just take off the V and just leave it Latimer. So. That's how I got my name, man. So, the person that that it's supposed to have been uh, kind of like associated with who who's that? Who was that guy again? Uh, Vlad the Impaler. Okay, who's that? He's a guy from from like the little research that I did because it caught my interest. Like he was a guy that pretty much uh, he was a king at some point, and he he pretty much. From the many stories that I've read on it and the, the the movies that I've seen, like 
he he pretty much gave his soul to the devil. Oh, okay. And he became this huge conqueror, and he was known for decapitating the the, the soldiers' heads and putting them on the stake. And wow. He would, so he would he would that was his signature move, you could say. But in every war that he would win, that's what he would do with um, the the bodies. Wow, that's crazy. And just put put them on stakes. So thank God for that nurse. Yeah, thank God for that nurse. <laughs> you know what's funny to me is I'm all, I, I you know I'm always intrigued on how people either get their nicknames, their real names, their 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 their, their uh, what do you call it rap names? Because there's like sometimes people get like nowadays I don't know like I think you know when you read the Word of God names were always. Uh, they were big to the person that was that was their name you know god was jesus was changing people's names for for reasons and so nowadays it's like you know people are naming their kids no disrespect like diamonds mercedes uh you know i'm saying (laughs) Uh, huh bentley kanye west said we name uh the people name their kids after things they can't afford you know what i mean (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm gonna name my kid ferrari you know, my kid, I said, I'm going to name my kid light bill and gas bill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but amen. So, so right away, we, it's, it's, it's already interesting that the name, uh, tell us a little bit about you, like where you grew up, you know, kind of how things were as a child, you know, moms, pops, sisters, you know, where did you grow up? Stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so pretty much, um, I'm, I'm the oldest out of five, um, I grew up in Santa Ana. I'm currently 29. Uh, I have two brothers, two sisters. Um, they're all younger than me. Uh, uh, my mom and my dad have always been together, you know, so um, that, that's been a blessing, you know, but my dad has, has always been the man that he's always at work and coming home late. Yeah. So um, I, would, I would lean to my mom a little bit more uh, in the relationship until like I kind of got into my teenage years when I started being disobedient and started bumping heads with my mom and stuff like that and uh, she was pretty much kind of like a single mom but not really because she had to take care of five um, so pretty much just growing up it was just it, there was times where we had to take care of ourselves because both of them had to work you know and and um, I had me being the oldest, I had to look out for my, my younger ones and and take care of them, feed them, make sure that they're they're showered and everything before my mom would come and stuff like that. Especially during summer school and stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I was the oldest as well. How how is it growing up in a home where you say, okay, I got I got both parents. You know, what I'm saying, I'm, you know, you're, it's 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 not your you know your typical uh, ghetto story. But mm-hmm. like you got your moms and their moms and dads working hard, paying bills. How how was it having to be kind of like the mom and dad when they weren't around? Like, you know, like what is that? How does that put a weight on a kid your age at that point? Uh, it brings responsibility at a young age because you got to learn how to cook for your brothers and sisters to make sure that they eat. Aside from that, um, I had to make sure that the house was clean and at and my, my 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 brothers and sisters were at a good age where they were able to go out and play. Yeah. So they didn't really listen to me, you know. So they would just go out and and I'd be like, crap! Like I would have to go look for them like an hour before my mom would yeah. come. 
so I wouldn't get in trouble because the responsibility was on me. You know, making sure that the house was clean, the kitchen, the the bathroom, the rooms, and everybody's okay and everything and fed. You know, um, but yeah, it was it was it's a big responsibility, man. But I I kind of like took it as a like back then when I was younger, I was like, man, like why do I have to do this? You know, like I want to go out and play, I want to do this and stuff like that. You know, but I, it it became a blessing because now I kind of remember all that, you know, and having to do that and. Yeah, because looking at it, hindsight is like, man, you know, at, at the moment, we don't see how life is kind of like molding us in a, yeah. in a blessing and sometimes in, in, a, in a bad thing. So, like, you may have been, it seems like you had to grow up a little quick, but at the same yeah. time, it's like it was molding you to be that, that better man, that better person. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. He had to take some beatings too for the for the younger siblings, you know. Oh, you, so you was a sacrificial lamb, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Cause man, <laughs> they would get in some trouble, and I'd be like, you know what? It's my fault. You're this like, that, no. you're like, I'm gonna get you when Mama leaves. Watch, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> shoot, I'm, gonna, shoot, I'm gonna get you when Mom goes to work. We and you are gonna settle down later on. Watch. <laughs> so give us a little bit of um. Okay, so give me a little uh, description about the neighborhood you grew up in. Like, how how was that? What what kind of neighborhood did you grow up in? I know you said Santa Ana, Orange County. What? Yeah, so I yeah I grew up in Santa Ana, Orange County. I grew up in different areas of, of Santa Ana, like pretty much all over Santa Ana. Like like I said, my parents lived uh they're they're from out of state, you know, and they've been working hard all the time, you know trying to make the money and, and rent and try always trying to find the cheapest place. So we moved a lot, you know, but when I remember certain areas where I did grew up a few years where there was uh, gangs in the corners and you would hear gunshots and drive-bys and girlfriends running from their, from their uh, boyfriends <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, yeah. or would hear, um, cops constantly or the ambulance and uh yeah it was a pretty active neighborhood at, when i when i grew up there and and just seeing all that you know it kind of kind of gets uh it rubs on you it yes. rubs on you. you start wondering what what is that you know but um it was, it was it was it's an awesome experience as well because i did have a good childhood in the in those neighborhoods yeah i would outside street hockey with with the neighbors and my cousins my cousins used to live with us so we would play street hockey or or basketball you know and i'm talking about you, you everybody probably thinks about like hockey sticks and everything no we really we, we had like a tennis ball and vented uh vented steel bars come that's on how... keep it <laughs> we don't plan we improvise huh <laughs> yeah man that's how we do play hockey you know and and little by little, we started kind of like me and my cousin started like, you know what, let's save up some money. Let's do some chores and, and you know, uh, try to buy a hockey stick or some gear. Amen. You know, a lot of times people, you know, when they grow up in the neighborhoods and the ghettos and, and, and with all that, all that um, environment, a lot of times people, you know, say, oh, man, it was so bad. It was so rough. It was so horrible. But like, dude, growing up where I grew up, it wasn't the worst neighborhood in the world but it wasn't the nicest but dude yeah. like you're saying like we had good times we played football on the street yeah um we went to the park every day i mean we was always outside you know i mean yeah the tough times come and they go 
you know the as you, I guess as older you get, you get more exposed to things. Yeah. So take us to that place where you start making that transition to where you start kind of like, you know, like the neighborhood starts to kind of like become more real to you. You start yeah. getting involved. You know, how does that 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 Latimer look when he's like, it, it you know deep in it. Yeah. So pretty much, I would say it started around middle school. Um, the the reason uh, I started acting out and started doing what I was doing and the way I ended up was because I moved from Santa Ana to like the borderline of Tustin. Okay. Tustin to Santa Ana. So I, I, I flipped everything going into a Tustin district school, not knowing any kids and stuff like that. So I started getting bullied. Um, so I started getting bullied and it comes to a point where you just say, you know what? I'm not going to take this no more. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I'm not going to take this no more. I'm done being the nice kid. I try to be cool with you guys, but it's like, all right, you know what? Now you guys pushed me to a limit where I was like, I got to I gotta do something about it, you know? So I started during, like, in the middle, towards the end of middle school into my eighth grade, that's when I started hanging around with, like, the wrong crowd. I started meeting friends uh, when I used to go play out ball. Um... Yeah, a lot of my my friends were older than me, so they all joined a, a gang or a crew or tagging. Um, they, some of them were pushing already and just doing their own thing, you know. And yeah. and I I started getting involved in that. I started um I went from playing basketball to started smoking blunts at the at the bleacher tables. And and from there, just hanging around with that crowd. I started getting into more things, which was vandalism, which was coming up on things uh, like pretty much stealing, uh, like going to, going to Albertsons, coming out of coming coming out like with five liquor bottles and, hey, no. and going to a house party and selling them. That was my little hustle, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I would do that Fridays and Saturdays, and all because I wanted to get my hustle on and and get get some herb, you know. And in the midst of all that, man, like I just started clicking up with the, the wrong people, people from different neighborhoods. Uh, some of them didn't get along, but like for me, it was just like, y'all, you're, you guys are all my homies, you know, I'm down to do some dirt with you. But when it comes to you guys, I'm, I'm all right, you know. Um, so, I, you know, we would go out and paint some walls and go get jumped or jump some people. Um, there was a couple gunshots involved uh and and we would hustle you know just uh, hang out in the alley and start being uh disrespectful towards the society in our area you know yeah it's 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 life-changing man it's so at the, at this point in your life how old are you when you're like at your at your at that point where you're writing on walls you're va- you're committing crimes you're you're running the streets how old are, are you at that point where you feel like it's during during i started probably like the age of 16 16 yeah at the age of 16 i started getting into all that i started drinking i started smoking going to house parties uh vandalizing walls joining cliques uh-huh. um, and learning new things you know not just not the right things <laughs> yeah no no definitely that uh the streets are definitely a school. They're definitely yeah. a school. They, they teach us the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
Um, where where down the line does um your you said you have a seven year old son, where uh where does he where, where does he come in and and is is he is he a defining factor in your life that kind of gets you to maybe open your eyes and say, all right, I'm gonna chill or you know what, it, it I, I'm gonna continue to do what I do. Yeah, I had I had Noah at the age of twenty two, so I was already older, so I was still messing around, and um, you would think that that having a child it would make you change your whole state of mind, and it, and it can for a while, but once you have that child, you kind of forget of your responsibilities. Okay. Because you weren't you even though I had my parents, even though I had my dad and my mom, like I still wasn't sure of what a parent was you know you get me uh, for me for for me the understanding of being a man was bring working and bringing home some money and making sure that they're getting fed and then at the same time making sure that my girl was getting pleased that yeah. that it was was being a man you know and then it's not because my parents taught me but because you could say the people I hanged around with, um, what I saw on TV and stuff like that, you know, um, so, uh, social media, you know, uh, it, it kind of brainwashed me to to gaining an understanding of that being a fatherhood, you know, fatherhood figure. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't start becoming a father to my son uh, when he was four. Um, that's when I started really being a father to him because mm-hmm. there, between the time that he was born to all the way to uh, he was four, uh, I, I said that I would neglect them. Yeah. I would neglect them too. And the reason I said I neglect them was because I prefer going out, uh, hanging with my homies in the alleys or going bar hopping or going clubbing. Um, and, and, and all that involves like wrong choices. You know, one of my choices was uh, infidelity uh, towards his mom. Uh, which I was cheating on her on, on the side and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's hard not knowing who, how to be a dad. Yes. You know, it's hard not, not knowing how to be a dad and doing your best uh, without any wisdom at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and wanting to do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, because sometimes we we do we only know, we do what we know, or uh, we do what we see, and so at this point in your life, you got your, you got your son Noah, you got the relationship. You know, you, you described some of the things that were happening in the relationship on your part. So obviously, you know, you say like you're not together now. Um, yeah. Did you uh, come to know the Lord before you guys split up, or was it after? Give it. Uh, uh, describe that season to where you gave where where God comes into your life, and you sur- okay. and you and you get what they call saved. <laughs> Got it. So so pretty much you know uh, like I said my 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 son's mom ended up uh, leaving me because of infidelity and she left after being six years together. Uh, she ended up leaving me and that really took a hold of me. I, I never wanted a, a broken family. Um, because I see that my parents and my mom were together. They were always been together, you know, and worked things out. And that's what I wanted for my son. Um, so 
she ended up leaving me and I came to this position where I had a choice and God placed it to me in front of me. He goes, you can either be the selfish person and go out, do drugs, go out partying, do whatever you want, pretty much not worry about your son or her. You can keep on being that person, end up in jail or lost in drugs. Or you can go talk to your cousin. Um, and I actually gave it a thought. That was like my first time giving it a thought, you know. And this is why I was, I was, I was, I was pretty high. Yeah. I had recently smoked a blunt and drank two tall boys because I didn't know what to do. You know, I wanted my family, but at the same time, I wasn't. I was at the same time I was fighting with myself. So I ended up making that choice of saying, you know what, I'm gonna go talk to my cousin because my cousin was a believer already, and she was married. And um, so I ended up going to talk to her and I haven't spoke to her in years because she would always try to talk to me about the Lord. And I would actually tell her, like, please don't try to kill my high. I'm trying <laughs> to drive myself. Um, I'm not trying to hear it. That's good for you. You know, I would always push her away from from yeah. her trying to talk to me about it. And um, when all that happened, when the separation happened, like I ended up going to her house, the last the last location that I knew that she lived at. Um, I didn't have a number or anything, so I just showed up, and luckily she was there, and she opened the door, and she she felt it right away. She felt it, and wow. she's like, she F you, right? And I'm like, yeah. And her and her husband ended up uh, ministering to me that day, um, and they shared their testimony with me. Um, and that's what gave me the hope of 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 following Christ, you know? But I'm not gonna say that it was it was in an instant. Yeah. You get me? Because I remember saying that prayer with uh with her husband and receiving Christ, but I didn't really feel anything. I was still I was still um upset, bitter, ang angry, you know, and everything. Um I actually took uh Jesus as a genie in a bottle that day. Mm. Uh, what I accept them. She's going to be home within two days or a week, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really knowing about God and not knowing about Jesus, and you just hear that Jesus could do miracles, and that's all you can hear. Um, that's the miracle that I was expecting, you get me? For him to replace us and restore us right away. Um, but it didn't work like that. So I would say after, after saying that prayer and going to to another um, church called Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. Okay. Uh, that's where I went. That's where my cousin took me because uh, they used to go to a Spanish church. And she goes, you know what? Well, maybe you'll understand better here since they, they talk in, in English, you know. And I ended up going with her. And for some reason, man, as, as I was sitting right there in the back, mad, upset, not wanting to hear about it or anything, but I decided to go because I love my cousin and she was trying to help me. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting there and everything the pastor was saying, um, it was speaking directly to like me. Like she was telling on you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, does she meet up with this guy? Like before we come up or something like, hey, I, that, but it, it felt like everything that he was sharing that day Ooh, was come on. Point. And yeah. I'm just like, what is going on? Me not really knowing. That's my first time ever stepping in the yeah, church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not really believing in, in the Bible, saying it was BS, not wanting to do anything with religion, and then yeah. having to sit there and be like, what's going on? 
And, you know, he gave his sermon, and at the end, he did the altar call. And it was the altar call, the first altar call. And then he stops and says, you know what? There's someone out there that's wrestling with their pride. Ooh, come on. Look what God do. That, the moment that he <laughs> said that, like, I was like, that's me. <laughs> wow. Not only did I say that's me, but because I was really being prideful and not wanting to go up to the altar I felt God telling me he's talking to you. Ooh. I literally <laughs> felt a tug in my heart saying, hey, he's talking to you. And when I said, okay, I remember standing up, looking at my cousin and telling her I'm going up there. And sure enough, I went up there. They prayed for me and I broke down. <laughs> I broke down. And that's when I really experienced uh, God's presence and, and him uh, coming in, in, my, in my heart, in my spirit, in my soul, you know. Wow. Where my journey started, it was uh, November 9th, 2015. Ooh, come on. Ex explain to those that, 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 that will be listening. At that moment, when you, when you, I mean, it's, it's totally a Holy Ghost setup because you can't even, like, you can write this stuff because you've seen it before, but, like, mm -hmm. your story is, like, I tell people, you know, like the Bible tells us clearly that no one comes but by the spirit. And yeah. so things start to happen and it's like God's in motion and, and things are happening. God's masterminding every move and everything. You show up to your, you, this happens, this happens, this happens. All for that one place for you to meet at the altar. Explain to the people out there. I know you said it right now, but explain where... Like, not so much emotionally where you're at, but like, mm. like that moment, that that moment where it, it just broke for you at that altar. If you can put it in words, it it, it has like from from my part, it had to do with a lot of emotions. Yeah, because it, he broke me. Like he broke me to 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 the very bottom. Ooh. Um, he broke my ignorance. He broke my pride. He broke my ego. He broke my, you know, he just broke me into pieces. So being, being from not really believing in him and not really believing in the Bible when I would read the Bible, bro, like it would hit me in a different way. Wow. It would hit me in a different way to I've experienced like, it's their experiences that you can't really explain, like you say. You yeah, I mean? yeah. One has to go through it because there's no other experience that you're gonna feel when you first receive Christ. Wow. Yeah. When you first yeah, yeah. receive Christ. Yeah, you get emotional and stuff, but you do feel the peace. You do feel the burdens come on coming up off you. Yes. You you do feel clarity coming within your mind, and you feel rest and 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 everything. You know. And alongside, you feel his love, you feel his mercy, you feel Ooh, his, come on. you feel everything that he did for you. And he's like accepting you and, and just building you at that moment, you know, and, 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 I, and that's when I met my mentor, my mentor that same night that I got saved, I met my mentor and Ooh. he's the one. Let's park real quick. Mm -hmm. How important, okay. You're saying that that night you met your mentor. Yeah. 
go we're going to talk about you can go ahead and finish that part and then let's talk about how important it is to have a mentor in your life i'm glad you brought that up go ahead yeah like so i met my mentor you know because they take us to a prayer room they pray for us they get connected with us they give us our first bible because i didn't have a bible uh and um so he i met my mentor and me and him were able to relate and similar experiences and everything you know and he's the one that that pretty much taught me everything that I that I know about the Bible, you know, and 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 the reason being is because I would read my Bible on my own, but the questions that I had, I would go up to him and be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm stuck right here. What does this mean?" Yes. You know? So coming from a worldly aspect to a biblical aspect, you try to put your in your your thought, but it, you end up seeing that it's it means a whole different thing mm, come on you know so he would help me to 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 understand the bible better he would teach me how to pray he would teach me how to fellowship and how to how to serve you get me and that everything that we're doing is for the lord you know um i would meet up with him during lunch you know um because i was still going through it you know uh and and it's very important to have a mentor because one one way that I put it is is like when I was in the streets running amok, and I would see younger kids uh, joining the same clique that I was joining. I would mentor them on how to do certain things. Mm, come on, on how to hustle, how to tag, how to come up here, how to do this, how to how to do that. You pretty much disciple another person. Yes, disciples, you know, disciple. <laughs> you know, you would pretty much disciple another person. So that's that's when I, when I came into mentorship with my 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 pastor is because like I looked up to my older homies when I when I was running amok. I looked up to them, knowing that they could um that they've been through it, you know, and going through experiences and stuff. Like I would ask for advice. Hey, how do I come up on here? Or how do I flip this? Or how do I do this? That's what I did with my pastor. I was like, you know what? I need someone that's real and that's walking this out to mentor me. Because this is what I want to do. Wow. You know, so, um, yeah, my mentor, he he, he pretty much helped me go, go through, through every, every step by step when I first got saved. You know, I always tell people that that everybody needs a Paul and everybody need and everybody needs to be a Timothy. And mm. sometimes when we get saved, you know, a lot of, well, for some, they come to the church and they're new in the Lord. And because I don't know, you said 2005 is when you, when you met the Lord, right? So mine's 2015. 15. Okay. Mine's was yeah. 2000. And the thing with me was when I first came into the church, people were still, I felt like they were hungry to disciple. And people mm -hmm. were still hungry to get discipled. Yeah. Now, because of the internet, Google, uh, YouTube, a lot of people feel like I could get whatever I need off the internet. Yeah. Explain to me no. the difference that that having a mentor in your life, why is it so vital, life and death, that you have a mentor in your life versus YouTube videos, MP3s, podcast 
the main thing is doing life with each other. Ooh, come on. That's that's the main thing, you know. Uh, and he taught me how to how to, like I said, he taught me how to break down my Bible as, as I'm reading it. Um, how to how to how to pray. Um, how to serve. Um, he every question that I had about the Bible, because like I said, I didn't know anything about the Bible. Yes. Everything, everything, every question that I had about that Bible he explained it to me and broke it down for me. Mm. And he was someone that I could go to and sit down for an hour and just talk for like, Hey, I have this question. Cause I would have question after question, after question, after question. Yeah. And so I was trying to understand what I was doing, you know, um, it's, it's new to me. And, 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 and the Bible is something spiritual. So you need someone that has already read the Bible experienced uh the walk and applied the bible in his life mm, come on you know yes, the yes application is the most important part because that's what helped me yeah, whatever definitely. i read i made sure that i highlighted if it really hit me it could have been a sentence or a word but if a scripture hit me i would highlight it i would get stuck on it until the lord showed me how to apply it in my life oh okay okay and then from I wouldn't move, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have yeah. another memory verse or anything like that. You know, I would say, all right, God, like, teach me how to how does how, how do I need to apply this in my in my life? Yeah. You know, no, no definitely, definitely. Uh, I tell people that, um, you know, in this walk that we in, in this walk we're in this journey, you know, there's always that initial person that um, that kind of sparks something in you like. Discipleship to me is a lifetime. You yeah. know, you know, God puts different people in your life, different seasons. But there's always that first person. You know, like mine's was uh, a pastor too. I was in a min I went to a men's home. Mm. So my men's home director has always been my spiritual Paul. You yeah. know, and though I've had pastors after him, he's always had a special part of my life because he gave me the ABCs. Yep. You know, and he taught me look at. This is what's important. This is what you need to do. You want to last? This is what you do. This is what you don't do. And there was times where I just wanted to choke him out, bro. I ain't going to lie. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And he's little. <laughs> and he was a little guy. So I was like, I can take this dude. But yeah. the, but I thank God for him because he, set, he he started me off right. And so he taught me how to feed myself. I remember one time he told me, hey, man, I might not answer the phone all the time. I'm like, huh? He goes, I, ain't, I might not want to talk to you. What are you going to do then? I'm like, uh, I don't know. He goes, I'm going to yeah. teach you how to feed yourself. I'm going to teach you how to get a hold of God. But at the end of the day, Dave, it's you and God, not me, you and God. Like, yep. you know, and so I think a lot of times what people do is they, they feel like, okay, pastor ain't going to answer the phone for you all the time. Leadership mm -hmm. ain't going to answer the phone for you all the time. It's good when they do, but we got to learn how to feed ourselves. And that's what you're saying. He taught you that everything you needed to know to continue to build so he gave yeah. you the, the 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 tools necessary and he then he didn't just give you the tools but he said look at this is how you work them and so yeah. so what you're saying in a nutshell is thank god for him because you would probably be saved but not as you know not where you're at because very important right to be discipled to uh, be mentored 
Yeah, it's 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 very important because they teach you how to build a foundation in Christ. Yes, 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 yes. That's that's the most important that that foundation part on like you like what you said how to how to feed yourself, you know how to cry out to your how to cry out to God when when nobody's around. You yes. get me? Uh, because there's gonna be those days where nobody's gonna be able to answer. Nobody's gonna be able to meet up with you. But you gotta learn that. The same access that they have with God, you have Ooh, that same on. access that you have, Talk you know, about that. because of that relationship. It's mm. it, it's all about the intimacy with God that you have with him. The more intimate that you get with the Lord, the more that you're going to feel his presence, the more you're going to be able to hear his voice, you know, the more that you're going to see him leave his fingerprints everywhere that you do your life at. Amen. Go ahead and explain to me a little bit about... um. What do you call it? For those that are new to the to um to church, what are some things that some advice you can give to someone who maybe just started going to a church? Maybe the church is a big church or there's a little church. What are some of the practical steps they can take to um to getting what you've got? What are some of the practical things that they can do? Uh never be afraid to ask questions. <laughs> um never be afraid to ask questions. Uh Get get into fellowship with and try to meet new people within the church. Get connected as in serving, you know, and continue to just um, focus on Christ, you know, because a lot of the times, even me and, and walking only like four years now, you know, it's been four years that I've been walking with the Lord. Okay. I see that 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 people come and because the the response that they got off of a person they get discouraged and you don't see that person no more. Mm, yes, yes, yes. So don't, like, I would say not to focus on the people because we're all seeking God and we're all going through different seasons. But if we're there for the right reason, which is to hear from Jesus and to see what Jesus is doing in that building as a body, as a whole, then, I mean, that, we don't really have to worry about what people are doing. You get me? Mm. Or treat us, or how they see us, or if they discourage us, or if they didn't pay us pay any attention or anything, you know, get get little by little, you're gonna start discerning who to surround yourself with. Talk about that. How important you know? is to how important it is to have a strong a strong circle. It, it it's very important because I mean, you know, in, in unity there's strength. And unity, the strength, you can't always do this by yourself. Mm. Uh, like I said, uh, your mentor might not always be able to answer, but you always got that other brother that you can call. Yes, yes, yes. You got that other brother that you can vent to or go out to eat with or just do life in general. You get me? Yes. Uh, that's that's very important because you, you need someone to talk to when you're going through it. You can't isolate isolate yourself. No lone rangers. Moment. Yeah, because when you isolate yourself, um, it could get dangerous. Oh come on! It could get very dangerous because you start getting into a comfortable comfortable position where your mind starts wandering into other places, and soon enough you're 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 somewhere where you're not supposed to be at. Mm, come on, yeah. You know, bro, I, I've been there where I've gotten dealt dealt with depression. Uh, just pity parties, you know. I'm mm. not gonna hang out with nobody. I'm not gonna talk to nobody. And like you said, it's it's a dangerous place. Thank God for God's grace. But amen. 
So we talked about uh, we talked a little bit about your childhood. We talked about uh, um, we talked about you know how you were raised. Talk to us a little bit about um, how it how it is as a. Uh, I don't know what I don't I really don't know the the specific titles to give you, but you're mm -hmm. serving the Lord. You mm -hmm. have a child that you're raising in the things of the Lord, but you're not with babies, not with uh, the, your son's mother. Mm -hmm. How? Talk to us a little bit about some of the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenges of raising children uh, with co-parenting. You know, what are some of the things that you feel like you can encourage uh, without beating the horse on the, the challenges? Because we know sure. challenges, but, yeah, yeah. you know, what are some things you can do to encourage? What are some things you're doing? Some of the things you've encountered? Yeah. It's it, it's battles and blessings. Ooh, come on. And In a co-parenting relationship, it's battles and blessings. Um especially when one is saved and the other one is not um your child is being raised in two different environments two different lifestyles oh come on um his mom is a great mom i don't degrade her in any way you know but she has a different way of thinking you know in life and i have a different perspective which is what i've learned in me seeking God and following him, you know, which I have seen it build me in a different way, you know, and I say the battles and blessings because you're going to get into altercation sometimes because she won't agree with what I'm saying. And, and most of the time she's going, since she doesn't really know the Lord, like she'll go based off the hurt that you caused mm. of myself, you know, the, like the infidelity, the not being that loving uh, boyfriend or husband, you get me? Um, not being the man that she wanted me to be, you know? Um, it, she, 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 she really has no respect for you. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, she really has no respect for you. So she'll, you know, she'll tell me things and try to degrade me and try to take away my son and stuff like that. But, in that and in, the, in, the, in her doing that I've learned how to apply my grace I've learned how to apply my mercy I've learned how to apply um, humility and just to be quiet you know to be gentle um, not not that I'm letting myself but because if I really want a good peaceful relationship with her then this is what I'm gonna have to go through first mm to help her to understand like hey you know what I don't wanna I don't I'm not here to argue with you constantly or anything you know I'm just here to be there for my son and and because that's my responsibility as well me I have not worked out but I don't need to disrespect you or anything like that or get into argument like that or, or something like that to help you to understand, you get me? Wow. Man. Um. So it's 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 pretty. It, it's rough within <laughs> two years. I, I I've been through it two years. Yeah. It's been rough, you know. But I like I said, it, it's had its battles, but it's all it's all good, man. I'm we're getting to a point where we're peaceful. We're able to communicate. We're able to support our son, you know. And still show him that we still love him, regardless if we're not together or not. 
And then what are some of the um the uh the um what do you call it? Something that you can um just share with those whether it's a woman or it's a man and co-parenting. What are some of the uh how can you encourage them to, you know, like I want to say something. Something you can encourage them um some words. Never lose hope. Um always apply love even when you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Pray for- Pray for them. Uh, that's for sure. Pray for yourself, even before you answer the phone or a text, um, and 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 just continue. I I know sometimes it might be harder to be the bigger person, but sometimes you just have to, especially if we're learning how to follow Christ and we're trying to apply the grace and the mercy that He has shown us. We gotta apply it with those who are hard to love on. Sometimes, you know. Um, and I would just, I would just say, you know, just try to do it for, for, for the kids, you know, so the kids could be at peace. So it won't be more stress on them as well. Cause they're the ones that are more, more suffering. Yes. You know? They're suffering more than, than what we are going through, you know? Yeah. It hurts, but Hey, we, we you know, you just got to continue to pursue Christ and leave, leave him like i've even asked christ i'm like lord like i can't deal with your daughter today can you just Ooh, come on text her real quick because like i'm not trying to say anything <laughs> to, you know <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, there's, no, there, there's been points where i've I've done that like i like i've gone to that relationship with, with the lord where i'm just like i see him as my father i talk to him uh i give him i talk to him straight out yes, yes 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 i talk to him straight out like yeah i'm feeling this i'm feeling that but when it comes to his mom and and she's going through certain things like i do ask him like lord help me to understand her help me to just be to be quiet when she's telling me stuff you know and yeah yeah. and and just hear her out you know um and 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 yeah it's a humbling process it's it's a place of humility it's a place where you learn um how to be wise and how to be gentle because you don't get you don't want things to get ugly you know, I've, I don't have, uh, we don't have an agreement through court. You get me? Yeah. Uh, because of that. I, I haven't had to go to court. Oh, amen. Uh, amen. Because of, of me applying these things, you know, like I'm able to have a peaceful agreement with her and we have a set schedule of when we're going to get our son, who's going to get him on this day, who's going to get him on this day, this holiday, that holiday. Um, we respect each other's schedule, and that that's it. You know, and it, it, it only has to our conversations only involve our son, pretty much. Amen. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, earlier we talked about that, like you, 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 you have a God has blessed you with a, a a career. Um, go ahead and um talk to us about God's favor in your life when it comes to what you do for a living. And, all right. Uh. It's definitely all God. It's definitely a blessing. You get me? No. Uh, so I can borrow money from you. Is that what you're saying? But you're not saying it. Nah. <laughs> you're like, nah, dog. You ain't get no money from me, bro. I just no, told you I'm I got not, a like, kid, man. Like, like, I, like, he blessed me enough to get get through through what I need to get through. Hey, man. Hey, man. To make it just right. You get me? Um, to where I'm able to bless my son and everything. But um, through prayer, through 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 serving. And everything, not that we deserve anything. He will bless you. Okay. You know, 
he will bless you. Uh, I, I, my work background is just has been all over the place due to my pride. Uh, I've worked in construction. I've worked in car washes. I've worked in uh, gardening, at warehouses, at restaurants. I've worked in certain areas, and then I've I've even hustled and everything. But to come from that and to the position that I'm at, which I'm a licensed specialist for mortgage companies. Oh, what does that mean? You can sell uh, me a house? No, 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 no. So pretty much we're we're the we're a third party company. Okay. And we work with mortgages. And let's say that the mortgage company wants to get licensed in Texas or Pennsylvania. We, we're the middleman that gets all the paperwork and does all the paperwork and communicates with the states on, the, on what's required to get approved. And we, we do the whole process until the company gets approved to be able to do business in that state. Oh, okay. Using big words so, on me now. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's it's either their company that they want to get licensed, or they want to get a branch license in that state, or they want to get their workers licensed in that state. Okay. So we do all that. We do the maintenance part, where we keep track of uh, annual reports, certain things that have to be done throughout the year for them to be in good standing with the state. And to know that this X X X this this and that is uh doing something like that <laughs> hey is like definitely god right because oh yeah because uh, nobody because like, nobody wants to hire that guy but god says nah i'm gonna put that guy there because yeah you know it's it, and the reason i say it's all god is because before i even was i even worked there i worked as a as a as a janitor for Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. Okay. She was cleaning urinals, cleaning toilets, picking up trash and everything, you know. And it was and even that having that job was a blessing because it taught me a lot. Um and and I was still struggling financially. So I remember this brother reaching out to me and saying, Hey, um, check it out. God placed this in my heart. I don't know you know, I, I really don't know what's going on, but my boss is not hiring, which is my boss now. And he goes, my boss is not hiring, but if you want to, if if you don't mind, I'm going I'm to a, I'm a give word for you. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, he goes, but pray about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I will, you know. So it took like about two weeks of just, just praying about it, you know. Yes. Sure enough, I got I got interviewed. I got interviewed. Um. And he told me straight out, the boss told me straight out, like, you know what? I'm not looking for anybody. I'm not planning on hiring anybody, but I'm just interviewing, you know, just in case for future references. And I was like, all right, cool. No, no problem. You know, I, and then he interviewed me and everything. I shared my testimony because it's a Christian based company. Oh, amen. So, so um, I shared everything with him and I told him, you know what? I'm, I'm a basic, I'm a basic dude that came from the streets you can tell by my tattoos and everything you know i don't really have that knowledge to even work here i told him you know i don't feel like i qualify for this job you know and he goes nah man like don't don't worry about that you know we're, we're gonna teach you and everything you know um so he interviewed me and then he goes you know what let me let me pray for it for about a week and then um i'll let you know so you know i went to my other job i started praying about it as well and then I got a second interview, which was my typing skills. And he told me that I needed to get a certain score 
and I, I came like two points below or something like that. Um, and he didn't mind that. And I took a test about computers, which I really don't know about computers other than turning it on and surfing surfing the web. <laughs> I, thought, no. um, I took a, 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 a test about computers, and he goes, are you sure you don't know about computers? I'm like, no, I, I really don't know anything about computers. And he goes, that's that's pretty weird. If you're, if you're telling the truth, he told me, if you're telling the truth, I'm like, yeah, I mean, look at me like, I mean, come on, I come from labor background jobs. And he goes, well, that's that's amazing then because you did you got a good score. Like if you were in IT or something, I was like, I, I really don't know anything about computers, man. Like, so like I'm telling you, you know, um, and he, in that moment, he just told me, you know what? He goes, do you want to put in your two week notice and take the job? Or do you still want to keep on praying about it? Wait a minute, and wait, wait a minute. So he goes from, I ain't got no job for you. Yeah. I ain't going to hire you. To, yeah. Hey, can you come back next week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And and that's how you know it's all God. Come on. Because, like, I never, like I said, I never pictured myself in an office. Yes. And I never, living the lifestyle that I was living, the way I was going, I never pictured myself working in an office. And yeah, he ended up telling me, "Do you want to put in your two-week notice, or do you want to keep on praying about it?" And I was like, "You know what? I'll I'll go and put my two-week notice." He said, "He said I ain't got to pray about this, bro." <laughs> you know, I think I got enough confirmation to go ahead and take the job. So I quit yesterday. At... I just letting you know right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, within two weeks, bro. Wow, after, that's awesome. After after putting my two-week notice, I started working there. So he and... said, "I don't want to hire you. I ain't gonna hire you." You, can you come back next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome, much. Dude. That's awesome, bro. You know, pretty much, and and yeah. So that that was definitely all God and and His wow. blessing, that the favor, man. Because I was praying about it, but I was saying, you know what, Lord, if this is Your will, let it be done. If not, then I'm 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 okay where I'm at. I'm just I'm I'm just asking You to help me out a little bit more. Mm. You know, and um, sure enough, you know that. That door was open. That door was open. The beauty out of it, which I didn't realize, I didn't realize um, until later on. Until actually, I have three years working there, and I realized realized two years. I think last year, last year I realized that when I was a kid, I would play um, either teacher or or um, office with my cousins and my brothers and sisters. Mm. All right. right. So, so I'm like, man, like, like when I realized that and I really dwelled in it, I was like, man, you really do give us the desires of our heart. Definitely. Definitely. When I was an innocent child between the age of seven and eight or nine, that was a desire. You get me? Yeah. Wow. That's cool, man. So I was like, man, like, that's crazy. Like you, you know, it's so good, you know, but I had to go through all of this. Hey, to that desire <laughs> and you know that's the scripture always comes to mind you know where god says he works all things together for those who love the lord you know like we are human so we only <laughs> see so far and like so we see today and tomorrow maybe but we don't see sunday and god's like hey i need you to just endure a little longer i need you just to press in a little longer trust me i got you and this is the thing i was telling somebody yesterday we were joking around 
I'm like, man, dude, it's not like he's God, right? It's not like he created everything. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. we were laughing because, like, at the end of the day, like, he knows what's best for us. Yeah. So why didn't you get this job before? Why did you have to go through all the things? Like, I tell people, like, there's a reason why God doesn't bless us sometimes when we want the blessing because we're not ready for it. And yeah. so he sometimes we got to go through some things and we got timing is everything for God. You know, yeah. So, yeah. amen, bro. So if you need to borrow some money, that's you the man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be able to help a little bit. Bro. All right. We're going to get uh, uh, we're going to get you uh, for about three dollars. <laughs> and then, so kind of winding this down a little bit. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, let us know where you go to church at, um, how long you've been there. And then maybe, and then we'll jump into what what you do there at the ministry and what God's doing through you and with you. But first, go ahead and talk about where do you go to church? You know, how long you've been there? Cool, cool. So um, I go to Sanctuary, my sanctuary. It's off in Costa Mesa. I've been there for pretty, pretty much a year now, almost okay. a year. I would say eight months, you know. Um, I was going from a church. I started off from Costa Mesa to another small little church, and then I ended up in Sanctuary. So I've been uh, in Sanctuary for about eight months now, bro, and it's been a blessing just the, the fellowship that I get there, um, the growing, more growing that I've that I've been going through, and and uh, yeah, man, it's it's a great church. The pastor, you know. Pastor is a great pastor. Gives good good sermons and feeds the flock like how he's supposed to. You know, um, worship is fire, man. I, I can't complain about the worship, man. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's a blessing, man. It's all God God ordained. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it's something that I did. Something that I did pray about. You know, before even moving, um, I asked him. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be church hopping. You know. Uh, I just wanna, I want a church where you want me to be at, and sure enough, he he brought this church uh, for me to stay and serve. Amen. Talk to us a little bit the, about the recovering ministry. Uh, I really wanna, I really wanna talk about that. I, I want to, I want people to know that you know, like, you know, that um, church, you know, it's not just about us preaching at people all the time, but there's also a side of church where people are being nurtured and people are. And, and um, you can go to you can go to the local church with all your nasty craziness, your nastiness, your your hidden stuff, because some people feel like, oh, I gotta get cleaned up first, and then I'll go to church. I'll stop yeah. smoking weed, then I'll go to church. I'll stop yeah. drinking, then I'll go to church. But that's just not the truth. So talk no. to us a little bit about this ministry that you're part of. I really love what you 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 were telling me earlier, what it's called and what do they do. So, so the group that I attend and, and I've been attending there for for a couple months now. It's called Be the Life Recovery Group, and um, pretty much what we do there is go through a book called The Twelve Steps in God. Uh, and pretty much is just an environment where people that are coming they barely have a week clean or barely have three days clean or have four years or two years, it doesn't matter how many years, you know, they still uh, want to be held accountable to living the sobriety life and learning about God at the same time. Uh, so pretty much what we do is gather every Sunday, every Monday night 
at seven, we get into some prayer and some worship. And then from there, we go through this book and the steps and we work out the steps with the people and as a group and we pray for one another. We encourage one another. We, we're pretty much building one another and showing each other how to how to walk this faith walk out because it could get it, it, it could get tiring sometimes or it could get discouraging or or it could get hard sometimes you know um so in order to to continue to walk in sobriety uh you've gotta connect yourself with people that are in the same like-minded position you mm. know and stuff like that and um it, it's a, it's a beauty seeing um, people coming there and being relieved, you know, and not being judged or anything. You know, uh, one thing that I always remember is Jesus tells us to come as we are. Amen. So we 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 don't we don't label ourselves as drug addicts or alcoholics or anything like that. We label ourselves as a uh, child of God mm, or, come on, of talk God or daughter, daughter of God, you know, and, and we celebrate the years that, that we've had in, uh, being sober or the days that we've been sober, regardless of what it is, you know, and if you stumble, then we, you know, we're there for you. We're there to love on you. We're there to, to help you to get back up on your feet, brush you off and say, Hey, let's do this again, man. Let's do this again. What what drew you to the ministry? Did somebody invite you? Uh, did you just show up? Did, uh, how did you like? Did you fall in love with it? I mean, what was what what drew you there, and what kept you there? One thing that always drew me is just um, I would say discipling people, mm, come on, ministering to people, being there for other people. Um, that's what that's that's my heart, you know, to be. Uh, just encourage and do life as, as long as they want to do life for me, you know, and how to, and how to follow Christ. Uh, but my good friend or a good brother, uh, Daniel, he's the one that invited me because he's the leader of that group. He's the one that invited me and um, introduced me to that, you know, because he experienced uh, going through rehabs and, and homes and stuff like that, you know, so he knows a little bit more about it, you know, but, just just the love you know to try to you know help a brother to keep on going um and encourage him to you know continue seeking god you know it's what got me there amen i I know i tell uh, uh from my experiences is you know sometimes when we first come to the lord where we have there's a season where it's all about us because yeah. that's it's got to be about us like us getting back you know, getting back on track, building that foundation, learning the ABCs of Christianity, you know, getting all the foundationals. And then there becomes a, there's a, comes a season where we need to start giving back. And so yeah. that's where I see where you're at. You're like, okay, I went through my season where I was being fed, 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 fed. Now it's time for me to feed. Hmm. How important it is for a believer to give and not just always receive. It's it's very important because certain experiences that you go through in life uh, can help others that are going through it in the moment. Yes. You know, um, things that, that you always need a brother and, you know, you always need a brother that, that could be there for you in your darkest times. Mm. Your darkest times, you always need that one brother. 
and I've had uh, quite a few brothers, you know, that have always encouraged me to continue, you know, whether it was a discipleship group, you know, with the KMF discipleship group online or, um, or just going to church or meeting different brothers from different churches, you know, yeah, uh, it's been, it's been a blessing, man. It's, it's very important to, to be able to pour into others because it, for me, it'd be selfish if I, if I didn't. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. I, I'd be selfish if I didn't pour into others, what God has, has poured into me or what other bro- brothers have poured into me. And God is like, like I've I've gotten this picture of the grace that He gives us, or the wisdom and discernment that He has given us. It's just like a a big vase of water where He's pouring it into our cup, and when that cup overflows, we gotta tilt it a little bit and pour pour it into other people's cups so they can be mm, able to like drink like and that. taste the the glory, you know, and get that faith and and encouragement that they could do it as well, you know. Amen. Amen. Sounds sounds like uh, some discipleship is going down. I always tell people, you know, there's two things that, you know, uh, that I when I see leaders, uh, number one, you can't give what you don't have, mm. and number two, you can't take people where you've never been. And so you've been discipled, so you can disciple. Mm-hmm. You've been through some things, so you can share some things, and, and that's that's awesome and powerful. You know, the the thing about celebrate recoveries and um those 12 steps and all that is is um you realize that um there's more people out there and um you can we can all play a role in somebody's recovery yeah and so right now that's what you're doing you're playing a role in somebody's recovery amen man so yeah because some some people are able to grasp the gospel a lot quicker you get me and God can do, I'm not saying that God won't do it, you know, God can do an amazing miracle on a person and flip from, flip them from one side to the other, you know, and just keep them sober and just that, you know. But there's also those other people that have a hard time grasping these things yes, that, yes, actually yes. Need, that actually need that physical attention, that need that physical learning, you know, to go through this with, with, with one another, you get me? No, definitely. I know that uh, for me, when I first, I felt like God was like pulling me. He was drawing me to him. I wasn't a church guy. I couldn't go to church Sunday and then be cool during the week and then go to church again on Friday. I needed that separate, that time of separation, which, which was a Christian men's home Mm. at a, at a church in um, in Ontario. And I remember like, I tell people like, I need it. Why why you got to go to rehab, dog? You ain't gotta go to rehab. Just go to church, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. I didn't. I didn't know how to do that, and yeah. I needed that 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 uh that season of where it was just twenty four seven, seven days a week. You know, like yeah. you're saying, like some people they they give their life to the Lord, and instantly everything's broke, and boom, they're good to go. And for some, hey, I I need a celebrate recovery. I I need a Monday night class with the brothers at at sanctuary. I need to be prayed for on a weekly basis. I need to sit with other brothers and read a book. Everybody comes from different places, different hangups, yeah. different curses, different uh, stuff. And um, so that's awesome, man, that you're able to be there with these people. And um, I know that um, the church you're going to is probably not um, the typical church for you. Yeah. How, how, much of a blessing it is for you 
to be around men of different colors, different races, different backgrounds. How how much has that enriched your walk with God? And just your perspective on life. Because, you know, I go to a church with all Hispanics. Yeah. And the guy down the street, he goes to church with all blacks. And then mm-hmm. Asians. And then this, this, and that. other. How, um, how has that played a role in your life to be part of a church that's so diverse? It's it's a blessing, bro, because, like, I used to think, I, you could say I was pretty racist myself. When nah. I didn't race. <laughs> hey, when somebody <laughs> says, I'm not trying to be racist, it's, <laughs> I tell people, you're being racist. Yeah, you know, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm being honest. Like, I was pretty racist myself, you yes. know, back then when I didn't know Christ, you know, and, um, and it's, 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 it's it's a picture of how heaven's gonna be. Ooh, come on! It's come a on. small glimpse of how heaven's gonna be. Yes, because the Bible says that all nations are gonna be up there. Mm. Be able to love coming from hating, hating whites, hating blacks, hating Asians, hating other ethnicities, and just being all brown and down and classes That that's it. You get me? Brown pride, and that's it. Um, to loving on other people and seeing that they they love back and and that you have a great relationship and that they've been through the same thing that you've been through it's it's a blessing you get me yes it's a blessing beyond a blessing and that's how you truly know how to love the multitude ooh come on you we got to learn how to love the multitude and not just pick and choose who we wanted to love you know because we did that back in in the days when yes. we didn't know Christ, we did that. Now is learning to love everybody, regardlessly of what what their background is, whatever their ethnicity is, whatever they're going through. You gotta learn how to love. Them. Mm, come on. Oh, you, because at some point we were there. Oh, come and, on. And we wanted to be loved. You know, we wanted to be loved and and everything. So it. it it, it, it's 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 a blessing to go to a church where there's different ethnicities, man. You build relationships. You're able to learn about different cultures, you know, even though it's not about cultures, but you, you yes. learn about these things, you get yes. me? But at the end of the day, we all, we're all praising and worshiping and praying to the same God. We're serving the same God. Oh, we're being on. that one body um, that we need to be, you know? Hey man, let's talk about it a little bit. You know, there's so many, there's so much. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to beat the horse, and I don't want to talk about the problem, the problem, the problem. But in the body of Christ, I see there's many walls, mm-hmm. denominations, blah 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 blah. There's two things that I always tell people that I'm constantly, as a man, just me, trying to break down these walls. Mm-hmm. Church churches, and um, races, you know, um, there's so much problems there. Like, you know, like I tell people, like black, you know, it's like someone said, oh, that's oh that black church over there, or that Asian church over there. But you said it yourself. We all, it's a glimpse of heaven. We're all serving the same God. We're all in it for the same reasons. And so, when when I when I when I think of the Calvaries and the New Harvests and the Praise Chapels and the VOs and the Baptists. I see, you know, like where there's so much, there's there's walls, but what we don't understand is you said it yourself. We just all wanted to be loved. 
Yeah. And a common denominator is that we were all lost. Now mm-hmm. we're all found. Sin was definitely rapid in all our lives. We were controlled mm-hmm. by it. And so that's a beautiful thing because I know I don't want we don't want to name drop right now, but there's a bunch of guys that you hang out with and they're different races. And oh, it's yeah. a, and it's enriched your walk, you said. Uh, um perspective on life. Uh let's just be real. You have a yeah. white pastor. Yeah. The average Hispanic probably might say, What are you listening to that white boy for? And you're like, I, I, that's my pastor, man. That's my brother in Christ. And someone said yesterday, uh, brother uh, told me, he said, man, we need to stop, start looking at each other like Jesus looks at us. How does God see us? And I was like, dang. He goes, there would be less problems in the body, mm-hmm. less division if we were to look at each other through the eyes of Christ. Yeah. And I think at a church where there's different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different uh, colors, different whatever struggles, you can always like, you 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 can look at each other through the eyes of Christ because like you're seeing just people that are just getting it together. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Go ahead and yeah. um, go ahead, go ahead, bro. It, it like you said, it's it's a big thing in the in the body of Christ. You get me, and it's something that God actually revealed to me a couple of years ago, and and we don't realize that we're all we're all carrying the light. You know, and that light can only shine so much around where we walk or where we step foot. Mm, come on. If, if regardless of the domination or denominational, uh, whatever, you know, or ethnicity, if we can all set that aside and come in unity, imagine how much brighter the light's going to be oh, and on. how much more territory we're mm. going to be taking for God yes yes you know and 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 I'm gonna just jump into what you sh- what you asked me you know what, what God is doing with me um and I'm working on building this ministry called family arc oh okay um and and the model to that is two is building one another and uh unity no divinity no division oh amen amen um I got it based off uh, where where Noah was told by God, you know, go ahead and build an ark for your family, you know, and only your family is going to go in there. So, you know, that's building him and his family build that ark. You get me? So I got I got it off that, and then I got it off where Jesus was preaching in the synagogue, and one of the disciples told them, "Hey, your mother and your brother are outside looking Ooh, for." Ooh, come on! And he says. Those who do my father's will are my brothers and sisters. Yes, yes. You get me? So even you see, you even get a glimpse of, of Jesus kind of denying his family, you know? Yeah. Saying, you know what? You guys right here, those who are doing my father's will are my brothers and sisters, or my mothers and brothers, you know? And and and, and all over the Bible, it talks about sharpening each other it talks about encouraging each other. It talks about carrying each other's burden, loving one another, praying for one another, you know? So that's that's where I'm going to in trying to bring a unity within believers. Um, I'm not going to say Christian, but I'm saying believers, you know, yes. followers of Christ that, that actually, 
that actually, you know, walk it out, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and want to bring that unity within love, within hope, within faith, because we're, we're all serving the same God. There, there, there really, ha- there really doesn't need to be a division between the body of Christ. Oh, definitely, definitely, bro. Amen. I'm glad we spoke about that because, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, as, as time goes on and stuff, God has put me around a bunch of guys too. Like, I don't want to, I, I, I hate to drop names, but I'm going to drop some names like Super Sang. Mm. That's my man right there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bro. <laughs> uh, Big Preach, uh, what do you call it? Um, you got D Burns, uh, I got my J Soul and the guys from uh, Beloved and all these different guys, man. You got the Hispanics, you got the Samoans, you got the Asians, and we're all in one room. And like the other day, we were praying together, dude. Mm. And at that moment, it had no, you had no idea that it meant nothing to where you yeah. come from, to what color your skin, because we were all there like, hey, we're here to back up our brother in Christ and we're here to, to share the love of God. And we all yep. came with different talents, different giftings, different stories. And look, let's just get together. I don't know how many churches were represented there. I could maybe 20 something. And everyone was just there to give God glory and to tell tell, tell people about the Lord. And that is the model that yep. I know you're trying to build. I've always been the one to be like, I've always had a problem with like, oh yeah, you know, uh, we just stick to our own. Like <laughs> I wasn't in a gang. So uh-huh. I'd be like that. I'll be on, to be honest with you, wherever the girls and the drugs were, that's where I was. Mm. And so, I, I that mentality is still with me to this day. You know, like I'll mm. kick it with anybody if 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 the if we got a common vision, which is Jesus Christ. You know, mm-hmm. we can we can argue all day on no suits, suits, tongues, ties. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying uh, acoustic guitar versus <laughs> Hallelujah, praise God, ching ching. You know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. can sit down during worship, stand up during worship, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's the gospel that unites us. The gospel proceed uh, uh, it knocks all that stuff down. This is what they say. It's not it's not a racial problem that we have. It's a sin problem we have. And so sin gets in the way of everything. But when the yeah. gospel comes in, it, it it knocks all that out. Like I don't you know, yeah, I can tell I know Super Saiyan is Asian. He can't yeah. get away from it. But that's my brother in Christ. That's my yeah, fellow. Man. That dude will go to war for me. Yeah. And so the Hispanic that lives down the street from me might try to run me over. And, you know, so, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. Like, I see all you guys from, you know, the Hog Mob and the West Siders and, and Kingdom Music. And, and then, you know, we got our us guys over here that were just, you know, individuals. But everybody's just like, what can we do for God together? And it's crazy because... There's a there's a group of guys in like every state, every uh, here and there, that are doing what you guys are doing, what we're doing, you know, yeah. with, with Royale and J Soul and AG and One of One. Like we've got our little group, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build unity. Uh, we're we're going into the juvenile hall together, and it's not about a church, and we're yeah. going to do an outreach, and it's not about the church, and it's just. What can we do together to sharpen each other? What can we do together to further the gospel? And so I pray that the vision that God gives you, brother, that, uh, hey, man, you can count on us, man, to help you out, whatever you need. Uh, we ain't got no money, but we got a whole lot of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, man, yeah. Go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man. I, I mean, like you said, you know, like you, you've seen um, uh, 
the brothers that I hang around with, and they're all from different ethnicities, from being Tongan to Samoan to Asian to Black to um, Indian or whatever it is. You know, I've I have a bunch of brothers that come from different ethnicities, bro. Like I even have brothers that are Muslims that are Christians. You know, um, they came from Iran or Iraq or something. You know, you, you know. It, but it's it's a beauty because you start seeing the picture yes, that yes. Guys is trying to paint for everybody saying you know what in heaven this is how it's gonna be yes yes all nations all nations are gonna be worshiping me all nations are gonna be praising me and all you guys are gonna be eating together and 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 living life together in a peaceful way amen amen awesome dude you awesome know? and it's it's it's, it's a blessing to, to just being able to see that you know coming from a background where i didn't want to really see that you know like you said you know i hold to my own and hold to my own little circle yes you know um i didn't want anybody else in that circle if, if you weren't the same as us <laughs> pretty like much i said hey, about doing chicano eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, but he's my best he's my best crime partner yeah. hey, amen bro yeah. man i appreciate the time so what i want to do now uh is uh we want to close in a in a, in a final thought and, uh, you know, we said a lot of things. We talked about your past. We talked about, you know, relationships. We talked about your son. We talked about ministry. We talked about the vision of the uh, of the ministry that God has placed in your heart. Um, go ahead and um, final words. What, what, like I told you earlier, like, you know, what do you want to leave the people with that are listening to this podcast? Because we know we don't want to leave them with us. Yeah, but what would be the something that you would if you could leave somebody with something? What would be your final thoughts? One of my favorite scriptures is abide these three things: faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Continue to to lo lo love on people. You get me, regardless of who they are, what background they came from. Um, if you even bump heads, you guys still love them. Uh, continue to pursue Christ, you know, as much as you can, no matter how hard it gets, no matter what hill you have to get through, what 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 mountain, what ocean or whatever, you know, how hard it gets, never give up on, on faith, never give up on hope and never give up on love, you know. Um, I would say dwell in that intimacy that you have with him on that alone time because that's where you truly get to know his character you truly get to know who he is as your father in heaven who loves loves you um building that intimacy is what helped me understand certain things that i wasn't able to understand back then mm. you know um and and because of that he's surrounded me with people that are like-minded you know like-minded on the same vision the same mission you know they're just wanting to grow the kingdom you know um and my personal scripture is through wisdom and houses built and by understanding it is established by knowledge the room is filled with pleasant riches and i always say the the wisdom that you gain from reading the bible and 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 spending that time in the word is what's going to help you be established in the house that you built which Ooh, come on. the house is always when he's talking about a house or a building or certain, he's always talking about our hearts. Yes, yes. So, so if you're able to grab that wisdom, because there's that scripture where it says, you know, write these things on the tablet of your heart. 
that wisdom that you're implanting in your heart, you're going to be established in a foundation that can never be broken, that can never be shaken. And he's always going to come through no matter what. Ooh, come on. He's always going to, you know, by knowledge and, and acknowledging these things, you know, you're going to be filled with pleasant riches, which is peace, joy, and the salvation, happiness, love, you know, and, and strength in him and everything, you know, um, it's, 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 I would say, you know, don't focus on, on, on things that are going around, around us or, or, or what the world is doing, but try to focus on that relationship with God. Cause at the end of the day, that's, what's going to maintain you and hold you strong. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and give a shout out. Uh, let us know the name of the church, the day of the services and our location address, all that. So, and then if people want to get in contact with you to maybe go to church or mm-hmm. that Monday night class. Cool, cool. So the, the church I attend to is uh, Sanctuary. The Sanctuary, it's on 102 Baker Street, East Costa Mesa, California, 92626. Um, the number there uh, is... I don't even have the number. My bad. <laughs> That's cool. But um, you you guys can find us on Facebook. You guys can find us on Instagram. We have an app, an app um that you guys can download as well if you guys want to hear the sermons. You know, we gather every Monday night for the Be the Light Recovery Group at seven. Um, we always have water and coffee for you guys. All and, right. All right. Oh, just just even if you want a fellowship, just come around. You know, um, uh build more relationships and and you know you'll see me there um sunday both services because i do security so um you'll see me with my name tag uh you can always look for latimer but the point is not to look for me is to go hear from god and you know join us in worshiping him and and see what the bread that he has for us and the water that he has for us on that day amen what time are the services on sunday morning the services are at 9 and at 11. Amen, amen. Well, we're, uh, we're listening to my brother, Latimer. Amen. It's, he is not an R&B artist. He does not sing R&B. Do you sing R&B? Nah, bro. <laughs> so, uh, okay, the question I have for you before I let you go is, are you single and ready to mingle? I'm not single right now. Okay. Ooh, okay. I, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm talking to this one chick. All right, and, all right, or I should say, woman, you know, well, and and right, we'll right. see, we'll see what what God has in store, you know. Amen. Uh, and so, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna respect that relationship that I have with her. Ooh, come on, man of God, man of God, man of God. <laughs> Amen. Well, I appreciate your time, brother. We've been talking for about an hour and twenty minutes. Mm. It don't even feel like that long, man. I appreciate no. your time, yeah, sharing your story with me. I pray that people would be encouraged, and. uh Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Love you, man, and have a blessed day. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on the show and continue doing what you're doing, man. You're, you know, you're just sharing God's testimonies out there, you know, and what He's doing in all of us, bro. So I just speak blessings upon your your podcast, bro, upon you and your family, man, and continue to do do His work for His kingdom, man, and all glory to God, man. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you. you too, man. God bless, man. God bless. Amen. Another amazing, can I say amazing, 
Amazing, amazing. Like I say, they get better, 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 better and better, man. It never gets old listening to people talk about Jesus and how he changed their life, how he saved them. And you know, the journey that this man is on, the things that he wants to do for the Lord. Check him out. He's on um, he's on Facebook, Latimer Rojas, I believe is his last name. Um, but yeah, man, like I always say, man. God takes your mess. He makes it a message. God will take your test and it'll be a testimony. And like I always say, in everything you do, let's give God glory. I got to go. It's Saturday. Hopefully, you'll be listening to this within the next couple weeks. Um, if I don't say anything now, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, we're almost done with the first season. I think right now, once I put this one out, Maybe one more will be at like 20. So, amen. God's been faithful. Thank you for everybody who's been listening, who's been sharing, who's been uh, encouraging me, man. It's been a good experience. So, I got to go, man. You know, I'm hungry. And uh, so, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. As my daughter would always say, deuces. And uh, cuckoo. Don't forget the cuckoo. <laughs> ay, ay, ay.